0: You're listening to The Spooniepreneur Podcast, the show that helps you learn how to pay the bills, find a sense of purpose, and build a life-first business. I'm your host, Nicole Neer, and on this podcast, I am taking you behind the scenes to show you what it really looks like to be an entrepreneur living with chronic illness. If you are a Spooniepreneur or thinking about starting a business, you are in the right place. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to Season 5 of the Spooniepreneur Podcast. I cannot believe we are starting Season 5. If you are listening, thank you so much for taking this journey with me. The first part of this season is going to sound a little different than what you're used to on the show. (laughs) I really hope you like it, but it's for a really good reason. So as I've shared a little with you last season, my life has gone through some pretty big shifts over the last six months. My little sister went to college for the first time. I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, which has been a whole journey, and I've been working with a new therapist, and she's really helped me to see that what I really thought was treatment resistant anxiety was really post-traumatic stress disorder, which has been super, super fun, right? So, in other words, my mind and my body have been through a lot, and when you are a Spoonie, this absolutely means that your business has to shift as a result. We cannot do all of the things when our minds and our bodies are dealing with all of the things. And I'm used to this, but it still doesn't make the shift any easier. (laughs) Right? It's rough. And I was talking this week to my biz bestie, Sarah, about everything that's been going on. And she said very insightfully, you need to talk about this on the podcast. (laughs) And she's absolutely right. This season, I am going to take you behind the scenes into how my business is shifting. And you're going to hear this episode you know, a few weeks, maybe even a few months from now. But I'm recording these in real time so that you can really see the business strategy and the mindset struggles that go into pivoting your business and scaling it. We all go through this. Whether you are just starting out in your business, and you just need to get your strategy in place or you're growing your business and trying to figure out how to scale it without making yourself, you know, flare. I'm hoping you can learn from my mistakes because God knows (laughs) I am going to make quite a few on this journey, but I'm taking you along with me because I thought maybe that would be helpful for all of us, right? I mean, there's something powerful about having a public journal (laughs) of all this too, so I can look back on it later and say, oh man, that was crazy. <laughs> so right now, uh, and, and I'm, you know, I'm preaching to the choir. There are so many challenges of running a business when you are a Spoonie. You're dealing with limited energy. You're trying to have boundaries with clients and sometimes they listen and, and respect your boundaries and sometimes they don't, right? Uh, when you have new diagnoses come down the pike when you are in periods where you're having lots of testing or you are flaring you're in the hospital there's just all different things both physically and mentally that you have to deal with that take away time and mental energy that you could be devoting to your business and you know there's just stuff that happens because we're human right so on top of all of this health stuff, right? My sister is, is gone. She's transitioning into college. My mom had an, an injury that has, you know, caused me to be caring for my caregiver, which is always, <laughs> which is always fun, right? We all have things that happen in life just because we're human. And you add that to being a Spoonie. You add that to, to building a business. It makes it really, really hard. So, you know, in addition to the life stuff, I've just really been um, acknowledging that the one on one work that I've been doing, both as a virtual assistant and an online business manager, it's really starting to wear on me. I've been doing this for seven years and slowly but surely I've kind of leveraged my services so that I was working less and making more. But it's still really difficult to be working one-on-one with somebody and trying to balance all of this. So I have a client right now who is is a delightful person. She, her business is so amazing. And I do genuinely enjoy working with her. Um, and like I always do during our discovery call, our sales call, I... You know, slipped in that I live with chronic illness. And I always do this. I always find a way just to kind of put it into the conversation. I, you know, I don't want to make a huge deal of it, but I do want to disclose very, very early on in the, in the process that this is what I deal with. Um, and I, I did this with this client. And I, always with my clients, I also let them know if I'm not going to be around for long chunks of the day because they'll send me emails. They'll send me messages via Slack uh, and expect responses. And if I'm at a doctor's appointment or if I've got a lot that I'm balancing health wise that day, I may not be as responsive. So I always send a Slack message that says just letting you know I have doctor's appointments today. I will get back to you as soon as I can, but, res- you know, responses are going to be slower. Um, you know, I'm probably going to be working this evening to catch up a little bit. And when I told this client this, as you know, I had a day of doctor's appointments, because I try to put them all in one day if I can, right? Uh, she was surprised. She was like, are you okay? Is everything all right? And I, you know, I said, well, I live with nine chronic illnesses, so I'm, I'm in appointments a lot. And she was shocked. She was like, I didn't know that you were going through this. Well, she did <laughs> because I told her from the very start. But uh, the next call we had, she said, I am so sorry you're dealing with this. Um, and then, you know, you get the unsolicited medical advice of, you know, "I have you tried this diet? Have you done these things? And I'm like, well, you know, I, <laughs> I always say, I'm working with a great medical team, and we're figuring out what treatments work for me. I don't go into, oh, yes, I've tried X and Y and Z. I just make it very clear. I already have a medical team. We are figuring out what works for me, and that really is none of your business. Okay? But now we've hit this place, which is ableism at its finest, um, where continually this client is asking me how I'm doing. We'll hop on a meeting. I hope you're well today. How's everything going? (laughs) Not in a, you know, I I believe that you can tell a lot about how somebody feels by just judging their energy. And that may sound a little woo woo, but I can generally tell, and I'm sure you can too. If somebody's asking how you're doing as a way to judge how your health is going to impact them, or if they genuinely care and they want to see if you're okay, you know, if they're asking I was just thinking about you, hoping everything's okay. Let me do if there. Let me know if there's something that I can do to help. That is genuinely coming from a place of I care about you, but when it's couched in, um, we're talking about all this work stuff. Well, I hope you're okay. Like it's very much a question of are you going to desert me and my business because you're sick, which is a whole different story. Um, this client also does not respect boundaries very well. So my boundaries have always been, I don't work on weekends. Um, I can't just physically and emotionally, can't do last minute meetings. If it's an emergency, I will. But if it's just wanting to get me on the phone for something that could have been an email, I generally don't do it. I try to shut things off in the evening so I can spend time with my family. And this is true even if a client is on the West Coast. I live in the East Coast, so there's a three-hour time difference. I still try to shut it down. You know, I'm not going to respond at 11 p.m. um, to something that a client sends. I'm just, I'm not going to. And this client will send messages at any time of the day or night, asks for last-minute meetings all of the time, um, (laughs) you know, asks invasive questions about my health. And it's just not the first time I've dealt with it, but I really would like for it to be the last. Um, It's very exhausting to have to constantly reinforce your boundaries with someone, somebody who knows about your illness, somebody who obviously doesn't necessarily care about you as much as they care about how your illness is going to impact their business, right? It's just, it's so frustrating. It's, there's so much ableism to unpack. And it's one of the things that happens when you are running a one-to-one service-based business. It just happens. And to a certain extent, there's no way around it. You work with somebody long enough, they realize, oh, you know, really her illness isn't going to impact my business. You forge a relationship with somebody and they, they say, oh, okay, like I do genuinely care about her and how she's doing. Um, they realize that you're not going to listen to their unsolicited medical advice and they stop, (laughs) right? Um, they realize that they're not going to get the last minute appointment. So they stop asking for it. Like there, those are things that come with establishing a relationship with somebody, but that process is, it's mentally exhausting. It's a lot. It's stressful. And I'm just kind of done (laughs) I'm kinda done with with running my business this way. Because when you're dealing with all of this, it's really easy to get burned out. Even if you're running a business you truly love, which I do, I truly love my business, I truly love the work I'm doing with this client. It's a really tough place to be in, but this is so common for entrepreneurs, whether you have a chronic illness or not. So let's talk about burnout for a second, because when you're struggling with boundaries, And you're working with one-on-one clients in general burnout is such an easy place to end up so personally i am no stranger to burnout for many of us who are living with chronic conditions like fibromyalgia which i have our illness is triggered by some kind of stress or some kind of trauma right it's kind of like you have all of the ingredients there And this experience, this stress, this trauma, lights the match and starts the fire, right? All the kindlings there just starts the fire. So I had symptoms on and off over the years before fibro truly invaded my life. I would get spells where my body just broke down. I was in a lot of pain. My leg would start going numb. I had really bad fatigue, but it would go away after a few days or a week. It really wasn't until I got a promotion at work and I started coping with this really toxic work environment, just really uh, stressful relationships, stressful, stressful situation that my illness started to take over my life. And that stress, it caused burnout and burnout isn't just feeling stressed or just feeling over your job, right? It's an actual medical condition and it looks a lot like depression. So you're feeling extreme fatigue. You are not passionate about anything that you're doing in your life in at work or outside of work. You're really cynical, uh, you're very negative, like it, the littlest thing will set you off and it takes over your life. It makes it hard for your body and your mind to do what they need to do so that you can function. If you've been listening for a while, you know, I am such a nerd. <laughs> about neuroscience. So here's some science that really backs up how damaging burnout can be. So a recent study showed that the emotional turmoil that burnout causes, it actually changes the frontal cortex of your brain. So this is the part of our brains that control cognitive functions like learning, like memory, like motivation. And it also makes your amygdala really sensitive to stress which means that the smallest things can cause your body to kind of go into that fight, flight, or freeze response. You know, something that shouldn't trigger a panic attack will start triggering a panic attack. It just makes your body on edge all of the time. And the way that we know to reverse these changes in your brain structure is to remove yourself from the stressful situation and give yourself enough time to rest from it. This is especially important for Spoonies because that mental stress has a huge impact on our physical health as well. So for me, knowing that I'm headed towards burnout because of, you know, just the grind of working with clients one-on-one because of, you know, all of the changes in my health and my life that are happening, I know that I need to step away from the parts of my business that are causing me the most stress and i have to build in more rest time into my schedule each week. It's just non-negotiable at this point. I have to make this change to protect my health. So, this is really complicated. You know, when you're running a one-to-one business, switching your business model is not just as easy as saying i would like to try something new. <laughs> you're completely it's like you're building a new business. Okay? It's I am going to morph some things, but I'm really at this moment where um, I'm rebuilding my business, not from the ground up, because I'm not starting from scratch. I am starting from experience. I have worked in this space for seven years. I have so much knowledge about it, but I'm going from this one-to-one model to if somebody's working one-to-one with me, they're going to be paying me very well for it, and I'm going to be doing more higher level work. I am also going to be doing more group programs for Spoonies. So I'm going from one-to-one to 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 one-to-many. So let's talk about what this looks like practically. Um, I'm going to be doing a few things. The first is I'm going to be building a business that revolves around VIP days. And this is something that I would say over the last two or three years has become really popular. Um, It's this idea that you take work that I would do maybe over six to eight weeks with a client, and you put it into one day, which sounds audacious, but it's totally possible. And for that one day, the client pays you what they would have paid you over those six to eight weeks. For me, this works because I have been working in online business development, business strategy, marketing for seven years. I've worked in pretty much every area um, from creating marketing strategies and content to helping with sales funnels to actually physically building out the systems. I've done all these pieces so I understand how they all work intimately so for me to walk into a business and say let's map out your sales funnel in a day let's figure out what your offer is making sure it's aligned with uh your business and what your business stands for. Let's talk about how you're finding people and and what that needs to look like. Let's get a plan for what that's going to look like for you over the next three months. I can do that very easily. It feels very easy for me. Um, It doesn't feel a whole lot like work because it's the part that I love to do when I'm working with clients. So um, I am building this VIP day offering that people are going to start working with me on. I've already actually sold one package, which is amazing. Um, There's a lot of pieces that go into building that out, right? But I know that it's going to be a good change for me so that eventually I can move away from that one-on-one work with clients to doing this leveraged work so that I can protect my time. You know, if you are replacing one-to-one income with a VIP day, then uh, you can work two days and get paid what you would work 30 days for two clients with, which is just outrageous, right? Um, but it definitely clears up a lot of time for rest in my schedule. It protects my income, right? I can probably uh, work less and make a whole lot more, so that also works. Um the thing is, is I do this all the time for my clients. That's why they hire me. It's time to do it for myself, which feels a little bit selfish. I'm, I'm going through some mindset stuff right now um, because I do truly love the work that I'm doing. And so thinking about giving up some parts of it, it feels really sad, you know, not going in and actually physically building a marketing plan or creating social media templates or content for people. I love doing it. So saying goodbye to that does feel sad. Um, But I know it's the right move for me. Um, I also know that even though this feels super overwhelming to shift everything, um, I'm not starting from scratch. I'm starting from experience. You know, I'm going to be building these VIP days, but I'm also keeping my agency. Like, you know, there's a way that I'm going to funnel all of the offers together and make it all feel cohesive. But it's not like we're getting rid of our, our VA clients that we have. It's not like I'm going to stop working with my team members who I love. Um, It's just, it's going to look different, (laughs) you know? So when you're changing like that, there's also, there's a little bit of grief that goes into it for this thing that you built that you are deeply grateful for, but, You also recognize it needs to change. So there are a lot of really mixed emotions. Um, But I've always really believed that our businesses need to evolve based on what's happening in the marketplace, based on what work is letting us up. And I've really tried to just let that be okay. Um, It has to happen. We have to grow. We have to change. And the thing I love about working in this space that I'm working in is that it's very easy to do that. You don't have to, you know, give your two weeks notice from a job and find a new one. You just kind of naturally let things morph and change as they need to. So the place that I start when I'm going through a change like this is I get help because we really cannot work in a vacuum. Um, We need to find support that's going to help us through this. For me, the support happens in two different ways. So first of all, if I'm not in therapy, which for a while I really wasn't in therapy, I was doing pretty good. um, I find a therapist, (laughs) right? Because when you do this work, there's all kinds of mindset stuff that happens. There's all kinds of emotional things that you deal with. And for me, because I have mental health um, diagnoses, I really need to make sure that I'm getting support mentally when I'm doing this kind of work. We also need to find somebody who is three or four steps ahead of us doing the thing that we want to do, but they're on the same general journey. So uh, I did find an amazing program with her name is Jordan Gill. Um, It's called Done in a Day. The program, if you want to go look it up, Jordan is brilliant. And I've already, I'm three weeks in and I've already gotten so much clarity on my new offer, figured out how to fit it into my agency, which I wasn't sure how to do before. Um, And I've already booked one VIP day. So I'm very close to making back my investment. And I've been doing this three weeks. So (laughs) when you get that leveraged help, you're able to make progress so quickly, because you're saying, this is really important to me, I'm going to make this investment for me when I have money in it, when I know that I've made this investment, I am so much more likely to show up and to do the work and to devote to this than I am if I was just trying to do it on my own. Right. We need that support. We need that accountability. You know, you can also do this with a business coach. And I've worked with a coach before. Um, my coach, Raquel Helenga, is she, she was amazing. We worked together for over a year. She understood what it was like to be a Spoonie and run business. And she helped me be more compassionate in my business. Um, sometimes having somebody who understands the chronic illness journey is very important. And so... You know, it's not about just going out and finding a business coach or a business development program. It's finding the one that best aligned with you and your journey and what you need. And again, sometimes it takes therapy to get you to the point where you can even do that business work because any time that you up leveling your business there's a whole lot of mindset stuff in fact I would say that it's 50 percent strategy and 50 percent mindset (laughs) like you can't do one without the other the other thing that I always do is I give myself time when you're working with people who are not spoonies um, they a lot of business development programs will say you know you can do this in six weeks you can do this in 90 days the truth is, is that's possible. But when you're living with chronic illness, sometimes our bodies don't agree, <laughs> right? You have to approach things differently. Um, sometimes you have to give yourself more time to complete tasks. For coaches, when you're working with a coach, specifically one-on-one, who is not a Spoonie, it can be challenging because I feel like sometimes you spend as much time explaining to them like why you couldn't get out of bed or or how you were feeling Um, And less about the business strategy part of things like they want you to do things quickly and you just can't. And so you feel like you're making excuses all the time because they just don't get it. There's like a level of ableism if you don't find the right coach. So um, advocating for yourself, saying I'm going to do things on my time. That doesn't mean that you get to take forever. That doesn't mean that you get to avoid doing the next right thing, but it does mean that if you're having a bad day, you're having a bad week, it's okay to say, I will do this tomorrow or I will do this next week. That's okay. Um, I also make sure that I'm strategically giving myself CEO time to figure things out. This is really, really important is I actually schedule time in my calendar for me to think about, you know, that I'm just literally going to sit and think and brainstorm. (laughs) Okay. Um, and and to be quite honest this can happen anywhere for me sometimes it's in the shower in fact usually it's in the shower i will sit and i will have so many great ideas in the shower because it's just you know a few minutes every day where people are not bugging me where i don't have all of these other things that i need to do or i could be doing and i usually get out of the shower and then i go and grab a notebook and write down all the things that i thought of in the shower Because that's helpful, and that's okay if that's your CEO time. Your CEO time doesn't have to be sitting at your desk with a notebook, it can be wherever you want it to be. Um, I've also been known to use voice memos. Um, For me, I process things verbally. I mean, if you couldn't tell, I'm basically doing a journal entry as a podcast episode, (laughs) right? I like to talk things out. So I use voice memos sometimes. Um, You know, I'll just record what I'm thinking on a voice memo. And what's great is that. Um, I use a program called Rev.com, R-E-V.com. They will transcribe your voice memos so that you have the transcript of them, which can be helpful if I'm trying to work on marketing copy or things like that. I can speak them, um, and then they will transcribe them for me, and then I can just kind of tweak it a little bit, make it sound like it needs to for the format it's going, but it just makes things so much easier, saves so much time for me. I also have a Trello board for this. If I've got ideas, sometimes you know, I'll be in the shower, I'll have an idea, I'll go to the Trello board and I'll write down the idea on a card. And then when I have formal CEO time, when I am sitting at my desk, schedule that time to really think through things. Um, I will go through that board with those ideas and then put them in the buckets of the project they need to go in. So if I have an idea on how to build the sales funnel for the VIP day, then I will add that idea to the formal list I have, to the formal project plan that I have to help me figure out all the steps that go into making that happen. Um, So there are so many different ways to organize your thoughts. What's most important is that you have a way to organize your thoughts um, and that you have the time to do that when you it sounds so counterintuitive because you think, okay, like I'm making this big change in my business. I just need to be working on this all the time. And a lot of the time, our best ideas come when we're resting like rest has a really important purpose in your business. And we have to honor that especially Spoonies when we're going through something like that. So that's what I've been trying to do. Um, I also try to be really kind to myself because there are some parts of being in a business development program that are really hard for me. I learned this the hard way. I, I was part of a business mastermind, and the heart of the mastermind was really showing up to Calls Weekly. And it was really hard for me to do that, number one, because... Uh, being social takes up so like, it just takes so much energy out of me. I feel so drained and the calls were in the evenings and that's when my pain levels are highest. So it was like the calls were hitting at the time when my pain was the highest and I dreaded going to the calls because I was just so tired and burnt out. And at the end of the call, I would just need to curl in bed and just be done for the day. And so I just stopped going because it was just too much. Uh, It wasn't that the program wasn't great. It wasn't that the people who were in the group with me weren't amazing because they were. It was just for me that didn't work. And so, you know, I'm in this new program with Jordan and their weekly group calls and their great there's so much that happens in those calls i listen to them on replay but showing up live i just know from that experience i just can't like it's just not a great fit for me <laughs> um and what i really appreciate about jordan is that uh you have to submit all of your questions in advance which is amazing. So you know, su- I submit the questions in advance, and then you know, if she when she responds to my question, they timestamp it in the comments. So I don't have to watch the whole thing. I can just go to where Jordan talks to my question, uh, and and hear her answer, which is so brilliant. It's so spoony friendly. Like I just can't. <laughs> like I'm totally gonna do that in my programs because, it makes so much sense. Um, I also have problems with Facebook groups. Like I'll go in sometimes. But um, I don't like to spend a whole lot of time in Facebook groups. It's just not my favorite. So, you know, even though this group has a really great Facebook group, it's very active. They do such a good job with it. Um, I probably that probably won't be the biggest part of what I do in the program just because, again, it's so draining for me. And at the end of the day, I just don't feel like doing it. I used to really beat myself up about that. I used to say, well, you just made this huge investment in this program and then you're not going to do all the things related to it. Uh, But now I just realize that I'm going to do what I can. If I feel like going to the calls, I will like I'm having a really great day. I can do that, but I don't have to. If I feel like going into the Facebook group, I can. If I've got a question, I can ask it, but I don't have to do that every day. And that's okay. Those that's really, really important to give yourself that permission. It took me a long time to get there. Let's be real, but I'm getting there and I'm, I'm learning to be OK with that. But it's definitely, definitely a work in progress. So um, I am two weeks into this process. I've been thinking about it for a while but I'm two weeks into investing in the program, into really doing this deep work to make this business shift happen. Um, I have a great idea. I have a very loose idea of how it's gonna work. (laughs) And what I've learned is that uh, we can have ideas on how something's going to work. It rarely actually plays out that way. Um, You know, I've learned to just have a loose idea and just to take it one step at a time, because if you get too involved in the planning and not enough of the doing, uh, nothing ever happens and your plan usually goes to hell very quickly. So I have a loose idea of where it's going to go. I've booked my first client. Uh, I used a lower rate, so I'm not using the rate that eventually I'm going to land on because the first couple of times you offer something, there's definitely a learning curve. And I'm certainly winging it with this client. Like, I I know exactly the value I'm going to bring. I know how I'm going to structure things. But when it comes to setting up the day, structuring it, running the schedule the way that I think it needs to go, that part, total work in progress i um, probably going to be tweaking it for the first three or four that i do so that's kind of the reason i i do a lower rate because the person isn't going to get the full experience that they would if i've done this several times so oh so that um that first session is going to happen in a few weeks i'm working on getting all the pieces together that i need for this client um so we'll see i mean we'll just we'll see how it goes i i certainly will give you an update on how it went <laughs> I'm sure I'll have lots to say about it Um, and I've also you know spent a lot of time doing market research for this shift it's even though I have been you know properly committed to this is what's gonna happen I'm gonna make this investment I'm gonna do the thing in the next three or four months I've been thinking about it for a while and have low-key been doing market research so I started offering one-on-one marketing sessions with clients who are really my ideal client. They were part of another package we were doing, and I decided to throw them in because I really wanted to figure out what questions were coming up over and over again. I wanted to learn how to communicate these concepts to clients in a way that was understandable and relatable, Um, and it's really, really been so helpful. Again, I feel like You have to do a little bit of work with that client with what you think is your ideal client. Number one, to figure out if you like working with them and number two, to figure out how to actually structure the offer and how to market the offer in a way that's going to resonate with them. So I've definitely done a lot of research going into this, um, which helped me book my first client so quickly because. I really understood even without having built like the sales copy or the marketing copy, I understood innately who this person was and what they needed for their business and knew that that aligned with this idea that I was creating. So I was able to pitch it to her on the call and she said, yes, this sounds exactly like what I need. And it was great. So, oh my gosh, there's so much work to do. And of course, I am in a flare right now that started. A couple of days ago, I'm so tired (laughs) and just really feel like curling up in a ball and really feel like I can't, which again is being a spoony entrepreneur. So, uh, over the next few weeks, I am going to be updating you every one, maybe two weeks, about what's going on, uh, what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling, how the process is going. Uh, You may love these, you may hate these, but I think it's helpful just to kind of like almost like a reality show look (laughs) into the messy work of what it looks like to start your business over again. So uh, I'm going to remind you what I have been reminding myself every single day since this whole thing began, which is that we can do hard things if we take them one step at a time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. If you're looking for show notes from this week's episode or want to build a toolkit to help you create a life first business, visit www.theresilientbusinesstoolkit.com for free resources. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.